the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Hey, welcome back. Seems like it's been a long time. I guess the first week in... Um, December, a little longer than it has been in past years. Um, one of the reasons is that you have to get your required minimum distribution out. And if you don't get it in by the middle of the month, there's, or if you don't get your request in by the 16th, I think I've seen the latest that the, my vendors or custodians uh, are willing to accept them by. So if you don't get your request for your RMD in by the 16th, you may not get your distribution in time for this year. So I would just let you know you need to contact your advisor. Um, and incidentally, that's one of the things, you know, a lot of advisors, we send out letters. We start in August uh, sending out letters. And uh, actually, Melissa does. If you ever call in, she answers the phone. You'll know who's doing all of that. And uh, we've had to, many discussions about this. So she starts in August and we send out two or three and you inevitably I'll get people that will call. Actually I had somebody call at three forty-five on the uh, new year's Eve of one year. And I'm just thinking how in the world do they expect that? They, you know what? And by the way, um, this will never happen again. In fact, we were yelled at by our custodian. Uh, and, uh, anyway, we, I can't believe we got that done. That was several years ago, I, but it just sticks in my mind that we literally got that done. Uh, we cannot do that again. The, the, the vendors, uh, we use, uh, Fidelity is our primary vendor. We have nationwide, uh, Fidelity, a couple others. Yeah. But they all have letters now that are, that start going out right around August saying, look, you got to take an RMD out this year and you haven't already taken it. You might want to start thinking about calculating it. 
And a lot of, some of them put out letters that said, if you wait until December, we're not going to guarantee that you can get it this year. And uh, I know a lot of a lot of people like to wait until the last second. I'm going to tell you to try to fight that feeling when it comes to required minimum distributions because doing so may put you in trouble. You know, you get you can end up paying penalties and um, extra technology. It's basically paying penalties. And uh, that's not that's not real fun, you know, having to shell out a bunch of uh, cash to the IRS. Yeah, I know how everybody loves paying their taxes, right? Well, you really love paying a, a penalty to the people that you had to pay the taxes to. And um, anyway, I'll let that go. I think I've given that enough time on this, <laughs> this show this morning. But, uh, you know, I'm looking around and, uh, man, you could not tell that the stock market is still below its all-time high, which was reached in 2022, actually 2021, in December. So uh, between December and January of December of 2021 and January 2022, the market was higher than it is today. And we had all of that. 2022 was rough. I mean, from peak to trough, if you look at where it was in January to the lowest price that it closed at, it was down about 26%. And uh, people were calling, and as they do, you know, and rightly so. I mean, there's a lot of reason to get concerned when you see 25% of what's probably close to half the amount of money you have invested on average across the country. The, uh, yeah, that, that that's a little upsetting, and and I get it. Yeah, but uh, and in fact, it's still three not the S and P, which has been the best performer, by the way. Actually, going back ten years, S and P five hundred has outperformed about ninety eight percent of all funds, uh, publicly funds that are available to the public, and that's mind boggling. If you took the top fifty stocks out of that, by the way, the uh, return drops like a rock. Uh, which is understandable when you understand how they invest that, uh, how the money is allocated. But anyway, bottom line is not many of the other categories have kept up. So this has been, uh, you know, the best producer. And if you closed your eyes in, uh, let's see, this is September, early September of 2021. Here you are in 2023. And you haven't made any money. It's back to the same prices that it was, you know, over two years ago. And uh, unfortunately, it had gone up a little bit higher than that. Which, and this is why I say unfortunately, because people have a tendency to remember those high numbers on their statements when they look at their statements. And that year, the December in 2021, the December statement would have been the highest it's ever been. And now here you are a couple of years later, and it's still lower than that, and it had been down significantly during that time period. So, and this is one of the reasons, I mean, as as you get older, this, this is fine, by the way, all you 35-year-olds, if there's any of you listening out there, yeah, don't worry about it. You guys are fine. You're in your 40s or even your early, early 50s. Okay? You're still fine. Just keep adding to those accounts every month, you know, through your 401k plans or your IRAs and your savings plans. Make sure you, I would 
literally at least have about 65% of the money in stocks. Um, rebalancing is a big part of this whole equation. You know, when you're constantly adding money to it, and then you come in and you take a look either every year or every other year, and just say, okay, what I I'm a, I have a 35% risk tolerance. That means if the market, if my account's down by 35%, I'm not panicking yet. Okay. So that's my decline tolerance, 35%. So if I doubled 35%, I could have up to 75, 70% of my money, I'm sorry, 70% of my money in stock. And if it dropped, got cut in half, okay, I'd be down about 35%. And now bonds, we always use relatively short-term bonds. I've done this for a long time. And I'll tell you, I was never comfortable with using the, the bond market index. Its average maturity is not that long. Um, the average maturity is, uh, oh, it's a gauge that you can use to kind of assess the amount of risk you're taking in that fund. But all the records for that fund were broken. Why am I talking about this? Well, if 65% of your money is in uh, equity, stock funds, basically stocks, and you got 35 or 40% of your money, and it's in bonds. Well, that peaked in 2020, and from its from the peak of the bond fund to its trough was down about 25%. That's the worst four- or five-year time period that the bond market has had in well over 40 years. That's blowing my mind that that, is, that, that happened you know, over the past four to five years. And it may not be over yet. Um, I'm hoping it is. But uh, bottom line, the, uh, that hurts you a lot. And people's performance on balance funds has been a lot lower than it has in past years. Now, that should start to settle down and should start at some point in time. You're going to see big increases in stock prices. When are they going to come? Well, your guess is as good as mine, by the way. And uh Absolutely. And read something Warren Buffett talks about when he's, you know, he's always being interviewed. All you have to do is go Google it. And uh, he's got a really long time horizon and a, a lot of patience. By the way, he just lost his uh, partner, Charlie Munger, finally passed away. And uh, he lived a really long life, was very, super successful. Uh, he and Warren Buffett thought very similarly about investments. And I uh, had met each other when they were a whole lot younger. I uh, had kind of partnered up on certain deals, and then Charlie just became a uh, part of Warren's company, Berkshire Hathaway. And uh, anyway, uh, condolences to the family. He seemed like a really nice guy. Every every article uh, I read, every book I read, every interview he gave seemed like he was just really matter of fact. Charlie. You know, Interesting is he went to Harvard Law. I'm pretty sure it was Harvard Law. I mean, the law school. And he didn't have an undergraduate degree. <laughs> he just studied and tested. Well, I guess he has a pretty good, had a pretty good memory. He and Warren Buffett have that in common. Uh, anyway, he, he just read up, studied, and got into Harvard and got a uh, law degree without an undergraduate degree. I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyway, that doesn't help you when it comes to what happening in markets. Um, right now, interest rates are, they're actually slightly below the 
100-year average. They're literally slightly below the 100-year average. They're getting super close, and it depends on the the market that you're looking at. But the rates are, you know, they're looking at four or five percent, um, which is really not bad. Yeah, if the economy does start to slow down again, those rates are going to drop. That's why the long-term rates right now are not as high because it takes a long time. Well, first of all, it takes a really long time uh, to raise those interest rates. But the bond prices on long-term bonds will drop uh, if everybody accepts that interest rates are going to continue to go higher for a long time. So the longer-term bond rates uh, will actually start to go up as well, and which means long-term bond prices are going to will come down quite a bit. And uh, I'd hate to see it continue on this path. And nobody really knows exactly what it's going to do. In fact, there's the the 30-year bond, or actually it's a 20-year bond ETF, peaked out in 2020 in the after, right after the first quarter. This is an exchange-traded fund that invests in uh, long-term treasuries, long-term is anything more than 20 years. Symbol is TLT. It's down 45%. That's the price. I mean, you still got the income that came in over that time period. And if you reinvested it, you're probably only down about 38% or so. <laughs> Makes you feel really good, right? Yeah, and those were government bonds. And this is my point here is you've got to be careful. You don't want to be buying really long-term bonds in, in this environment because we don't know. You know, these bond prices went down. Uh, despite the fact that interest rates have really not, well, I guess they have come up quite a bit. They were close to zero. And when you go from zero to four or five, that's a lot. <laughs> so I take that back. That, that's a lot. Um, but to have that kind of a decline, I mean, it's just, there's only a few other times uh, in the history of the United States that stuff like this has happened. And nobody's really talking a lot about it. I'm not really sure why. But that's one of the reasons that I started talking about the fixed index annuities back when I was, you know, first, I think it was probably three, three, maybe four years ago now, when I first started thinking that, you know what, Um, they're probably a good idea. They're not going to drop 30 or 40%. They're going to guarantee an income. And if you're not taking the income, you don't have to pay taxes on it. They're tax deferred. That doesn't mean they're tax-free. At some point in time, you'd have to pay taxes on them. And you need to be very careful with how you structure these because if you they do not work like CDs, they're a fixed product. When you get into it, you have to find out uh, what that particular product's definition of fixed is because there are several, and, and they differ. Actually, there's more than several. There's probably close to six or seven main types of annuities that you would use for income at some point in time. And I've been kind of focusing on one particular because I think it's between the flexibility that you get and uh, um, the payout, I think it's one of the better ones. And that that nationwide product that you hear me talk about uh, on this show occasionally. It guarantees an income. The income that it'll guarantee depends on when you start taking it. The older you get, the shorter your life expectancy is, so the insurance company can afford to pay out a higher dollar amount. If you're not taking it, it's accruing uh, interest, 
And it's a, what's more important for these is that they have a benefit that's separate from the interest. And it's separate from the investment. That, that's what makes that's what makes these so uh, different than a lot of the others. They're separate. Oh, this is funny. I have a watch that keeps talking to me. <laughs> anyway, they're separate from the investments. The guarantees are above and beyond. Well, hopefully they're. Well, actually, you hope that that the. Uh, Investments will do better than the guarantees, but the guarantees are why I started uh, using these products because the guarantees are pretty high. And being a uh, in this business for so long and having studied stock markets going way back further than I've uh, been in the business, I just uh, am told I have about 30 seconds before I got to take a break. Sorry about that. I'll finish this thought when we come back. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned because we will be right back. All of us at Coates Bros. Roofing want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas with your loved ones and kindness enough to share all season long. And a special thank you to all of our customers and partners for your continued trust and support. Coates Bros. Roofing, your hometown roofing contractor. For all your roofing needs, call 440-322-1343. War has played a key role in the history of the United States, from the nation's founding right down to the present. Wars made the United States independent, kept it together, increased its size, and established it as a global superpower. Hi, I'm James Early, host of the Key Battles of American History podcast. In each episode, I discuss American history through the lens of the most important battles of America's wars. To start listening now, go to ParthenonPodcast.com or search Key Battles of American History on your favorite podcasting platform. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. back 
Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you'd like to call me, you can go to my website, and my phone number is there, which I'm going to give you again uh, right now, 330-664-0700. I will tell you this, Google Bullington Capital. It'll bring you right to my website, and then there's a contact us page. If there's anything you'd like more information on, feel free to reach out. If you'd like to schedule a time to, to talk about your own situation, it can be over the phone or in person. Um, don't really mind either way. And uh, that number, 330-664-0700. And again, it's on the Bullington Capital website. And, you know, we were talking about bonds a little bit. And there's a uh, uh, there are index funds for the bond market that are kind of what the S&P 500 is to the stock market. In other words, a, a significant number of, of bond funds uh, end up getting beat by the index. <laughs> <laughs> the indexes are in the top, uh, oh, probably 10% of all funds in their categories by and large. Not all of them, but it's very difficult to beat an index. I mean, and some, But the indexes are extremely volatile. I mean, the S&P 500, it stickers all over the place. And the aggregate bond index, I mean, that is mind-boggling. So I'm looking at Barclays and iShares, which is owned by. Uh, uh, oh, my mind is going on BlackRock, <laughs> and this is the uh, so it's the the version of the BND that that um, Vanguard puts out, which also peaked in uh, 2020. It's down 20% from where it was in 2020. We were talking about that worst period in the bond market in over 40 years. The uh, mind-boggling that you go into something thinking, well, this is relatively safe. And the next thing you know, you're down to, by the way, the, the it's rallied. It's up a lot off of its bottom. It was down about 24%. Now, that's the price. Okay, that's the price movement. It's been paying dividends over that entire time period. So if you reinvest your dividends, you're you probably somewhere close to a break even. So you saw big drops, gears it pretty badly. But if you were reinvesting the dividends, if you were taking the dividends out because you needed them to supplement your income, that's an issue. That's a big problem. That's one of the things that, you know, the closer I get to retirement, I'm thinking, man, I, I think I want to guarantee most of my income. I'd like to have an income that I can count on. And that's why I started talking about those the fixed indexed annuities. I think they give you a I think they're the best invention for people who are looking for higher than average uh income in retirement that's guaranteed and it's gonna go on as long as you're alive. Okay. Some of them you can set them up so that they go up you have a beneficiary if you're married, uh you it'll go on for the, the life of you and your Spouse, um, assuming you still still love your spouse. Just kidding, <laughs> kind of. But uh, anyway, so you get these guaranteed income levels that are a lot higher than bonds are. And quite frank, frankly, the uh, the current rates are uh, people going to have trouble keeping up with that in the stock market over the next four or five years. That's just my opinion. Over the next, yeah, it, the stock market is probably going to take off and you know prove that out. You know, <laughs> just to prove me wrong, uh, because it's the way it goes. But 
the valuations on stocks are okay. They're slightly ahead of, they're not super cheap. Let me put it that way. And the area that you're buying stocks in, that, that's a big, that's a big deal. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later today and probably more so on a future show. But there are some algorithms out there, basically criteria uh, that different funds are using. And they've, they've had a pretty decent, they've had a, a performance that's been better than the indexes that they were set up to, to measure against and better than the value-oriented form of their own fund. And I don't know if this is actually something that is uh, going to persist. I can tell you over the last five and ten years, uh, it's actually beaten their uh, counterparts by, oh, probably about 10% or so. Uh, so it's been about 10% better, um, and I think that may be uh, this may be the way of the future. Uh, I'll, I'll, I am going to do a seminar. I haven't picked a date yet, but we'll go to the, you know I'll go try to get the auditorium at the uh, uh, corporate college, Cuyahoga Community College, corporate college, the, um, to hold a lot of people because this this is pretty this is pretty big stuff. The fact that it's going up the way that it is, and it's so consistent across asset classes that there's one particular formula, and, it, and it's basically it's just growth, but the uh, uh, the growth formula has been doing better than the value and better than the, the blend, you know, the regular index, and it's going on 10 years now. So is that long enough? I don't know, and it could change um, tomorrow, but when I'm looking at how it's doing it and what it's doing, I think you guys might want to see this. I think it's uh, pretty interesting. You know, if you uh, have some money that's invested that way and you don't have to touch it for uh, a prolonged time period when the market's down, and you, you stand a pretty good chance of, of doing really well. And especially if your income's not in bonds that are getting the crap kicked out of them. <laughs> the bond fund I use, by the way, has a really short, what they call duration. And duration's just a measure of uh, it's a combination of things. In fact, it, the explanation is too long to get into, but uh, you can think of it as partially as amount of risk, um, but it, that's not super accurate. So, you know, I just stick to the risk. The risk of the total bond market was that it was down uh, by 25% or so from um, from its peak, and that's a lot. Especially when people are, people don't expect that from their bonds, especially quality investment grade bonds. That, that's totally unexpected. I didn't think it would go that far. I know four or five years ago, I was telling people, hey, watch out, watch out. This is not, this is coming. Um, don't know when, but at some point in time, it's going to get ugly. And, uh, you know, it, and it was. And so, even the shorter-term bond fund that I like a lot, it's a, uh, I can't recommend funds on my show, by the way. We're not allowed to do that. Well, we could, but I'd have to have a team of lawyers <laughs> beside me to, uh, to defend what I, what I was doing. But staying with shorter-term, higher-quality stuff has been the strategy for the past four or five years. The yield that you got, might not have always been quite as high as some of the other yields of the long-term government bonds, but there's a reason for that. They were, you know, masking uh, an awful lot of risk 
by the, the yield that they were currently paying and the fact that they had the word government in their uh, description of the bond fund. So it's a, uh, that part's pretty tough. I mean, more than half of the Series 7, that's an exam a lot of uh, people have to take to be a stockbroker. And uh, I took mine a long time ago. By the way, I did let it lapse because I wanted to be an investment advisor and work on a fee basis rather than commission because I didn't want to have uh, conflicts of interest. Um, the annuities that we use don't really come in a fee base, so those are commission-based products. And I wouldn't have one myself if I didn't think it was worth it. And, uh, and again, given today, where we are today, you're looking at interest rates that are probably probably headed higher in the short run. Um, maybe not. Yeah, there's about a 50-50 chance, I would say. But when interest rates were down near zero, that was not a bold prediction to come up and say, hey, at some point in time, I think interest rates are going up. <laughs> I mean, how much farther could they have gone down? Actually, they could have gone negative, I guess, the way they did in some countries around the world. They were actually charging people for to hold their money for them. Yeah, I think Germany was one, uh, Japan. There were some other uh, smaller countries. Yeah, but they were literally, the banks were charging people to hold their money for them to keep it safe. Now that that I never thought I would see that. So anyway, I'm constantly being surprised, in some way, shape, or form. But uh, bottom line, um, you don't want to be holding bonds that are more than five years to maturity. And I think the average maturity of the bond funds that we we're talking about earlier was about six and a half or seven. And so they weren't considered to be long-term bonds, and, and they got hit really hard, really hard. So again, that that's why you know people are asking me, hey Bill, I, you know why are you talking about annuities? I mean, you've never talked about those. Well, if you were long, around long enough, I've been doing this show since 1996. I did a lot of annuities, and those were those were really good products, and those products are gone. They don't offer those products anymore. The annuity market changes just like the, all other financial markets. It, it changes, and it's changed a lot. Um, I think today you've got a version of a, of a product that's been around for quite a while that I really didn't like before until they made the changes to this, and now I think the right person, it's okay. Um, in fact, the right people, it's a lot better than they're going to do in the stock market. And for a... <laughs> A vast majority of people, or not majority, a vast number of people that I've seen in my career, yeah, this would be better for you than the stock market, but there are people that are kind of stuck. I get it. I mean, you see the long-term returns, and yeah, that's what you want. You get in, and the market starts to go down, and somebody like me even tells you ahead of time, yeah, these are going to fluctuate a lot, so just don't get up that just try to come back and remember what our goals were, what our plan was, and uh, just try to ride it out. And they just can't. They just can't do it. So they end up selling. Inevitably, they sell at a bad time. They end up taking losses, uh, and they're upset. Now that's How do you avoid that? Well, you can only avoid that by avoiding the stock market completely. 
<laughs> then you can avoid it. However, you may not earn high enough returns to be able to sustain your lifestyle in retirement by doing that. So it's a uh, catch-22. And I, I wish you guys, I wish none of us were subject subject to it. But uh, you just have to understand that if you're going to be in stocks and you need to have some money in stocks for the long run, if you're above the age of uh, 85, I guess, you could probably stick it all in CDs and just take a, uh, or a uh, fixed annuity and just take out the interest on it and start deleting your principal yourself if you'd like to, because your life expectancy is not there. However, uh, Charlie Munger, you know, that guy just passed away, Warren Buffett's longtime partner and friend. He was almost 100. The, uh, that's mind-boggling. Maybe he was. I, I can't remember it right now whether he reached that. I don't think he quite got there. I think it was going to be at 100. 100 years old? That it, that's one of my nightmares, <laughs> that I actually make it to 100. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he, after his first few billion, I guess he probably relaxed and I'm sure that's one of the reasons that people that are wealthier, in fact, you can find a lot of research on that. People that are wealthier have a tendency to live a little bit longer. Uh, I guess it depends on how you got that wealth. And if you're in the uh, uh, drug cartel, <laughs> you might make a lot of money, but you probably don't have a really long life expectancy. But uh, anyway, don't know why I even brought that up. To get guarantees, the highest guarantees you can get today. You know, I bought one of my of these fixed index annuity products um, like three years ago. Might be four years now. Yeah, I'll have to go look. But uh, it was a fairly substantial chunk. Um, it's great, you know, to know that. Yeah, well, all I need is my social security and that, and I can maintain my lifestyle. Everything else is gravy. That's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling, uh, especially after all the years. I mean. Think about this. Um, so uh, there's a there's a term for the type of personality I have, and I can't remember what it is right now. Of course, uh, when I need it the most. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, oh, and it's an, it's called an empath. Yeah, I I feel things that other people are going through, and so I'm not sure this this was probably the right career choice, <laughs> but because uh, I see people. And they're hurting, and they make mistakes, and they want things to happen that can't happen or are not true. Something they heard from somebody that's not true, that they come to me and say, hey, I know you can make this happen for me. I've been trying to do it. I haven't been able to do it, but this so-and-so and so-and-so are ready here, or here's this book on this topic. It says you can do it. And I'm looking at it and going, yeah, that, those guys were kind of, they, they were selling books or courses or whatever. And that's a really tough thing to have to let somebody know. And by the way, the vast majority of people, you've got access to tons of really good products now. And uh, it, I mean, more so than I've ever seen in my entire career. And they, they keep bringing out new products and they keep improving things. So it, it's a, uh, uh, it's not all, it, it's not all gloom and doom. Don't, don't take that, you know, Try to get rid of that thought. When you're looking at stock markets, yes, they fluctuate a lot. They've always fluctuated a lot. The good news is now you've got fixed products that are actually paying something uh, sustainable, and it's a very competitive return. Uh, again, in the long run, when I look at what the 
average returns on so many different portfolios I've seen during my lifetime, and I see how people have done um, those. Uh, there are studies. There, there are companies out there that study this sort of behavior. And uh, my study has been the last 30 years talking to individuals. Um, the people that have a tendency to, to do really well, they don't look at it that often. They just don't. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, not having time uh, or they just know better, you know. And uh, I'm kind of the same way. I'm, I don't, I'll look at my, I'll glance at it and I know what I have. I have the same thing my invest, my clients have. So if there's something wrong, I <laughs> I know what it is. I don't know the actual percentage of what I have in my account. That, that I don't know um, because I'm holding, I don't know, probably 12, maybe 15 different funds. Uh, and uh, that's because we're a couple of the sectors that I'm in. I've got several funds representing that one sector, uh, and I need that to get a good exposure to the whole sector. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from these commercial messages. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question, the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. For some, it's the holidays, or Christmas time, or technically Advent. But in the plumbing business, we call it the biggest clog-busting time of year. You can probably guess why. People throw parties that overload their garbage disposers and their bathrooms. And then, well stuff happens. So who are you going to call? No, not the Ghostbusters. This scary situation calls for why it works. Our do-it-right drain cleaning superheroes will drive out to your home, get that sink or toilet unclogged, and the drain flowing again. Well, let's face it, the holidays are a rotten time to have a clogged drain. Unfortunately, they're also the most likely time. And that's when you need to rely on the professionals you can trust and who've got your back at Why It Works Plumbing. So while we sincerely do hope you don't need us over the next few weeks, we also want you to know who to call for a wallock-a-doodle solution if and when your pipes do end up overstuffed. Consider it done at whyitworks.com. License number 30185. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon, so stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. 
Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Welcome back. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you hear anything that you'd like more information on, feel free to reach out to my website, um, bullingtoncapital.com. And the reason I just stuttered or stammered there was we've had a tremendous amount. I, ever since the pandemic broke out, um, electronic vendors have been kind of, not kind of, they've been really wonky. And it's been tough. I've spent more time behind the computer screen waiting for it to update, waiting for the company to come back online. And we're using the biggest in the entire country. So I know if if they're struggling like that, then the average American is probably struggling tremendously. And I just want you to know it's not you. It's probably not you. There's something going on across the country. And uh, we'll probably hear a lot more about it. Once they get it figured out, figure it out and get it fixed. So um, I know it's easy to say; it's very difficult to do. I get frustrated every single day, but uh, try not to get too frustrated. When you do get frustrated, just give us a call. Uh, when it's about your financial stuff, and because uh, markets are incredibly frustrating, even when they're pretty good, you know, that's, that's mind-boggling to me. But uh, and they are pretty good. They're in an area right now where I say, you know, I see stocks coming in on my scan, which I'll talk a little bit more about uh, on future shows as well as today. I know I used to talk a lot about it, but uh, right now I don't. uh, It's been a while since I've really thought that there are listeners out there who have the ability to move as quickly as they need to and have the skill set, have it down. Uh, and have a lot of experience with it because you need all those things today if you're going to invest in individual stocks. They are incredibly volatile, and the speed that they move up and down, it is mind-boggling. So uh, anyway, I still understand there's there are certain patterns that show up into individual stocks um, multiple times along the way that it makes a big move. So, uh, what am I talking about? Well, there's this uh, company called, uh, let me see, AMBAC Financial. AMBC is the symbol. And uh, they're an insurance company in the uh, financial service space. This stock chart is really choppy. And not every, most people don't belong in trading stocks, by the way. And even if they're long-term trades like these are, um, this is not for the average person. You got to have a lot of, uh, lot of guts, a lot of courage, a lot of knowledge. Uh, and uh, I only talk about it because I used to talk about it a lot more. I used to do it a lot more, but then they came out with these things called exchange traded funds. You may have heard of them. <laughs> these ETFs, the ones I'm using, 
they're using, they call them algorithms. They're basically formulas. Uh, we want stocks that have relative strength. That means they're outrunning their aunts and uncles. I'm kidding. The, uh, um, they're going up relative to other stocks uh, very fast. So if your relative strength was 80 or better, you would make it into these companies. Or they just rank them all from uh, from the number one down to zero. And they take that's typically how they do the exchange-traded funds, by the way. And they'll take a certain percentage of the stocks that meet the criteria of being in that group that's outperforming the others. And now they call it capitalization. And I know I'm probably making some uh, people angry right now. Say That's not what capitalization is. Uh, when you use it in the formula to pick your stock, yes, it is. And uh, if you study this hard enough, you'll realize what I'm saying and that, yep, it, it's accurate. So capitalization is really another measure of speed. Right? Is what's one way to measure speed. If my company was $10 a share and it had a billion shares outstanding, okay, that's $10 billion total. If it goes up to 12 in the next 90 days, well, now it's going to have a $12 billion capitalization. So the capitalization goes up from 10 to 12 because the share price went from 10 to 12, and it goes up a couple billion dollars. Now, that's a 20% move. Over a short time period, that capitalization, maybe it knocks out some that were at 11, but now are at 11.5 or at 11.1 or 2 or stayed flat. The one that moved up, it moved because it moved up quicker, then the one that didn't, uh, it takes, it, it could literally knock that one out of an index or take the place of that other stock. So because the stock went up with enough speed, it knocked out one of the competitors. So that's what capitalization, and I think it's an unintended side effect. I don't think when they put the S&P 500 together, which is a capitalization weighted index, I don't think they uh, really thought much about that. In fact, I'm pretty sure they didn't. But that's in, in just it's not bad. It says that you have to know that when speed is a part of how you're picking the stocks, that it's you know they're going to be volatile. Uh, you're you're getting into an S and P 500. Uh, those are the top 500 stocks by capitalization, which you know changes and everything that we just talked about. So yeah, it, it's an aggressive vehicle to invest in. That's one of the reasons that it's done so well, by the way. It's because they pay attention to that and they make a lot of adjustments. There are other things that have mattered as well. So if you wanted to try to improve on that performance uh, for some portion of your stock portfolio, it's possible. And there are funds out there that uh, I like a lot. You look long enough, they have a better long-term track record than the S&P 500 over the past five years or so. The S&P's been in the top three or four percent. You know, it's, it's amazing, and uh, depending on the exact time period, it could be number one. So, and that's just a result of so many people uh, watching interest rates that have gone down so low that took their money out of uh, CDs, Treasuries, corporate bonds, whatever, and they put it into the stock market, and that's the most recognizable, it's the most popular 
way. It's the one people feel most uh, comfortable with. If you're an advisor, you're probably not using it exclusively or you're probably using some version of it like we do. And uh, I don't like to buy the whole thing because there are some stocks in there I just don't want to buy. <laughs> I just don't like them. Anyway, that's uh, all neither here nor there. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about individual stocks. I keep getting calls and, and emails from people when I used to spend more time on that. So this week, I'm going to give you at least five minutes on it. And, uh, but to wrap the other stuff up, fixed index annuities, I think the timing is really good for them. Um, they won't, you won't get a 40% drop in the, uh, the value because of the way that they're structured. Uh, they do guarantee that you'll get back minimally in income. If you decide to take the income, minimally, you'll get back what you paid into it, which you can't save for any stock fund on the planet. <laughs> and they'll guarantee that your family, if you're not here, it'll, the worst case scenario is they get their, the money that you invested back. And again, show me a stock fund that will do that. And I'd really love to see one because as far as I know, they don't exist. And the return's good. It's extremely competitive. It depends on your age. Of course, the older you get, the higher the rate's going to be. So if you've got any questions on that, feel free to give us a call. It's not a big deal. I can look it up. It takes me about two minutes. but. Um, I will leave this alone now because I want to get back. I want to get to these stocks. You know, the stocks are actually kind of addictive uh, when you've been doing it for a really long time. And uh, But you don't have to spend nearly as much time with it. And the one reason I did start to want to talk a little bit more about it was the uh, I've seen a lot of companies coming up on the scans, and they look pretty good. Uh, they look really good. One of them is Jack Specific. That's the uh, retail brand. By the way, retail is all over the map. Uh, it was up a dollar forty-four. Went from uh, what was low there? Well, it's not going to tell me now. <laughs> oh no, there, there you go. It opened at thirty. It uh, closed at thirty-two ninety-six. Was up almost uh, almost nine percent in in one day. Uh, it's been higher than that in the past. Uh, it's been a lot higher than that in the past, actually, into the early two thousands. Uh, actually, late 90s, it was at 300 bucks. Wow. Can you imagine 300 bucks in the 1990s, late 90s? And here we are, 2023, and it's only $32. This is why I cannot condone buying and holding if, you, if you're not really sophisticated and you know what you're doing. That's a couple decades, maybe three decades. And uh, it's mind-boggling. But it looks good in the short run. And that's the the difference between an investor and a trader, somebody who's doing long-term trading, which is basically what this is. Uh, It's still very difficult to do. I mean, really difficult to do. But it's a, uh, oh, this is funny. I have to uh, just move my own concentration. Paramount Global, I'm not sure if this is the movie company. I'll have to go look it up. But in 2021, the stock was 70 bucks uh, a few months. Actually, yeah, in November, it was down to $10.63. <laughs> it's at 1685 and coming up on a scan, it just broke a, a 30-day new high. The volume is about four times its average daily volume. It closed in the upper half of that day's range. So it looks like somebody's buying it for some reason. And uh, here's one that I thought was interesting just because I've heard the uh, name bannered around 
so many so many different um, articles in the uh, uh, Wall Street Journal. So Deutsche Bank, the symbol is DB. DB can also mean defensive back. We had another term for that uh, that uh, I won't go into uh, when I was a, a really young man. But uh, something if you didn't like someone and you thought they were kind of dumb, you know, that's what they called them a DB. But the, uh, anyway, the uh, uh, I probably shouldn't have mentioned that. Yeah, but it, it, Deutsche Bank is the stock. The chart on it looks good. Uh, it's got a good-looking chart. The price-to-sales ratio on it's not that high. Uh, it's actually less. Let's see here. Yeah, it's less than one. Um, that's pretty good. Most banks are selling it three or four times uh, if they're profitable and uh, successful. So that could be. Uh, you know, it's got some potential there. Um, one of the ones I, I I like just because and this one uh, back in the old days we used to call this bouncing off the bottom. Um, Lyft came out came public and the price when it first came public got up to it looks like it got to here yeah about eighty eight bucks almost ninety dollars the uh, eighty nine dollars anyway and uh, came out. And just over the next couple of years, just cap dropping got down to a low of sixteen fifty. Then uh, an extremely volatile, bumpy ride goes all the way back to sixty eight. Uh, well, anyway, now it's thirteen dollars and twenty one cents, and it looks like it might be lifting up off of a bottom. And I've only got a few seconds left here. Sorry about that, but uh, I hope you uh, all have a good rest of the weekend. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from eleven to noon. You can find me on my website, BullingtonCapital.com. Just go to the contact us page there if you have a um, message for me. And uh, other than that, I hope you guys all have a good rest of the weekend. And um, I'll talk to you again next week. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.